Welcome to New Education with Isha and Danny. Nicole, welcome to Newt Ed. How are you going today? Yeah, really well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No worries. Now, everyone would have seen from, I guess, the episode title, but why don't you give us a little introduction about who you are and um, what you're going to share some knowledge on with us today? Yeah, sure. I'm a um, clinical naturopath with a special interest in women's health and particularly perimenopause and hormonal mood disorders, which fit really well together. Um, I help women improve their quality of life through this journey, transition from perimenopause into menopause. And today I'm going to have a little bit of a talk um, and just share some knowledge about um, some uh, hints on how you can improve your um, journey and um, increase your knowledge around this space. Yeah, definitely. So can you maybe start off with some key lifestyle changes or practices that women approaching these times in their life, premenopause and menopause, um, should consider to support their health overall, um, you know, because it can be a tricky transition? Yeah, it's quite a wild ride. Um, the, the the things that have the biggest impact are um, stress management. So we know that stress really does play a massive part in how your perimenopausal journey evolves. Um, so um, stress management will really, and, and getting your mental and emotional wellness um, under control or well supported will make a very big difference. So finding things in your life that fulfill you so that make you happy, bring you joy and help get your stress under control. Um, and then in time with that, sleep hygiene. So there's no supplement or um, miracle that can replace the value of sleep. So trying to make sure that you're getting enough sleep. And if you aren't sleeping well, that you're getting help so that you are able to get some restorative and refreshing sleep. Um so stress and sleep are, are really, really important, but then so is movement. So we know a lot about exercise and there's been a lot of clinical trials that have shown that moderate intensity exercise improved psychosocial and physical symptoms in perimenopause. And one particular trial showed that 30 to 40 minutes of exercise three times a week over 12 weeks considerably improved women's perimenopausal symptoms. So it doesn't have to be running marathons. It can be Pilates, yoga is shown to be really beneficial, walking, whatever makes you feel good, whatever you enjoy doing, I guess, is the key with movement. Um, so they're the three main lifestyle things. And then, of course, there's nutrition, which we'll touch on a little bit as well. So, you know, you've talked about, I guess, keeping your stress down, sleeping well, moving your body and then how do you need to nourish yourself during these stages of your life um, to really not, you know, to feel your best and to manage those kind of symptoms that might pop up? Yeah. So first of all, we want to make sure that um, particularly with the mood fluctuations that come with perimenopause, um, we want to make sure that there's adequate protein in the diet. So protein is so important for stabilizing blood glucose. If you're skipping meals or you're getting inadequate protein, you're going to find that your moods are affected considerably. Um, so we really want to be aiming as a minimum 30 grams of protein per meal. And that, you know, equates to like an average size eight is around 12 grams of protein. So um, most of my clients that come that come to me are actually getting, and it's, and it's a common thing in our nutrition and tropathy industry is that most people are not getting enough protein in their, their diet. Um, so that's one thing that is really a really, really good starting point is, is trying to make sure that you're getting 
you know, you're eating your regular meals and that you're getting enough protein. Um, we know a lot about um, the Mediterranean-style diet because it is anti-inflammatory and it's quite high in nutrients. So that's a diet that's really, really high in um, your veg, your healthy fats, um, your protein. It's anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. Um, but if we tweak that to perimenopause, we really want to keep um, those liver-supporting foods quite high. So that's things like your leafy greens, your cruciferous family, which is your cauliflower, broccoli, kale, cabbage foods. Um, they're really going to help your liver with that peak of estrogen that is going on um, that's quite erratic in perimenopause. So um, we're really always looking after the liver and the gut in perimenopause. That's really essential. Then we've got a family of food called the phytoestrogen. So that's things like flaxseed, soy, soy, legumes, lentils that really help, again, with those fluctuations in estrogen that are occurring. So they can really help with hot flushes and mood symptoms as well. Definitely. Those, so, those hormonal 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 fluctuations, can't get my words <laughs> out today, um, they're probably a thing that I guess are most difficult for women to kind of manage um, and affects their everyday life. And then in general, I think women struggle to hit their protein target at any age. So it's, you know, when it's even more vital that this help isn't yeah. to help them. At Newt, obviously we're all big about protein. That's what we are. That's our bread and butter. Yeah. Our shakes have 23 grams of protein, you know, per sachet, per serving, which is a good kind of start because you mix that in a smoothie with some almond milk or peanut butter. And then you've hit, like you said, the 30 grams that you need from one meal. And that's what we really yeah. is educating people on how to get more protein in your diet. Cause you, you not, you can be surprised that, you know, you don't, can't just have a small piece of chicken and then you're done for the day. Can you? Exactly. Exactly. And there's lots of foods that are high in protein um, that we don't often lean towards like your things like your seeds, your nuts, your um, protein powders. Um, so yeah, it's really been aware of that. And, and with things like your seeds, your nuts and legumes, lentils, you're also getting the benefit that they're phytoestrogens as well as protein sources. So um, it's just getting creative with your diet, trying to be diverse with your diet. Um, and then we also want to be mindful as well of keeping alcohol and coffee in moderation as well. We get quite sensitive to alcohol and coffee in perimenopause. Um, you know, um, we know that um, it can trigger mood symptoms a lot more than, say, in our early 20, 30, 20 and 30s reproductive years. So, And then um, we've talked about, I guess, like the natural remedies, but what about things like supplements and her herbal remedies? Um, do you recommend for your clients that you see going through premenopause and menopause? You know, what should they maybe consider incorporating into their diet? Obviously, it's all very um, individual. So someone would need to come and see you to kind of find out what's best for them. Overall, what are some things that you think could help in that area? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It, it does tend to vary from client to client, client quite a lot, depending on what's driving their, their symptoms. Um, but typically, most um, most women in perimenopause do really, really well on magnesium for a B6 supplement. Um, particularly the form magnesium glycinate. Um, it helps with the nervous system symptoms, which are really prevalent. So your anxiety, worry, irritability. It regulates, um, it normalises the action of hormones on the, the nervous system. So um, 
It also helps increase, um, uh, helps with sleep and uh, reduce the effect of stress. So most um, uh, women that I help do have a need for some form of magnesium. Um, but of course, it's all dependent on um, doses, dependent on what's going on for you and um, the form as well. So, um, and then we use beautiful herbs that actually um, help regulate estrogen. So there's lots of beautiful herbs like your phytoestrogen foods. We've also got a lot of herbs that have a similar action um, that help just regulate that horm those hormones and support those hormones. So even if you are on um, uh if you do choose to go down the HRT path, there still needs to be some kind of herbal supplemental support to make uh, to help with some of those other residual symptoms that the HRT is not quite hitting as well. Um, and I guess while I'm touching on that, the food, the, the um, lifestyle and nutrition side of it is still equally important whether or not you're on um, HRT. Finish off then, what would you say would be some of the common misconceptions about premenopause and menopause that yeah. you've seen in your practice? Um, what are some things, yeah, that you, people might need to better understand about their body and how that's changing? Yeah, so um, a lot of um, women understand menopause is just hot flushes, and it's so, so much more than that. It starts usually with uh, heavy or irregular bleeding and irritability um, or anxiety. Some women that ne never have had anxiety in their life are all of a sudden explaining that they're quite anxious or they're unable to cope with stress. Um, so it's so much more than hot flushes. And also uh, people commonly come to me and they've been told that they're too young to be going through perimenopause. So um, perimenopause is that end of your reproductive life, but you're still fertile. So you're still ovulating. Your hormones are just really erratic. Brain's telling your ovaries to slow down. So you get this really erratic estrogen-progesterone um, ratio. Um, some women are told that HRT or hysterectomy is the only answer. And that's absolutely a myth I've seen in my clinic that changes in lifestyle and diet and supplemental support can go such a long way in uh, improving quality of life. So um, that can be really um, uh, powerful information for a client to have to, to know that they can control it without, you know, radical measure, measures or being told that there's no solution at all. So um, there's lots and lots of myths, um, but if you seek out the right practitioner or support, you'll find that, you know, in getting the right, the right help, you'll find that you'll be able to manage your journey effectively. Thank you so much for chatting to us today. And, um, yeah, we can't wait to hear more maybe about another topic of women's health with you uh, another time. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Danny. Thank you.